0: Hey everybody, this is Ryan.
1: And this is Rob. And you're watching Frontier. Or listening. We uh we come, come at you today amid COVID season. Uh returning back to school season. And you know, trying. Are we doing marching band season? Question mark. And um, you know, everybody, I think it 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 changes so much from school to school, even neighboring school districts, maybe county to county and uh today ryan and i are going to talk about the differences that we're experiencing and um you know what is the marching COVID life like yeah first of all say
0: you know the we've been pretty fortunate with everything going on there hasn't been really too many accidents or whatever and we've been able to do rehearsals and whatnot um but it seems like at least in the area that we're in that marching band is happening and we just got the f- go ahead for football to happen. So at this point, I think marching band is definitely happening. It's going to be different. There's no competitions at least here in Ohio, but I think that's also kind of nationwide that there's no more com- competing for band, marching band, but I also don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either, at least in terms of like student growth and program go- growth and that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. So let's, let's kick it off right there. Why is it good? In your opinion, you say it's good for growth in the program to not have competitions this year amidst the amidst COVID. Why is that? Where, where do you see that being a benefit?
0: Well, I, you know, I think it's different for every program. I think a lot of the things that we're going to talk about are different for every program, but I think that this is a time where we can really focus on teaching our students and focus on their individual growth um, instead of having to worry about like, you know, we got a show on September 14th, which if you think about it, like if we were competing here in Ohio, um, at least, I don't know, I'm still relatively new to the circuit down here in Cincinnati, but up North, the first show would be like September 14th, which is less than a month from now. And, you know, we'd be having those, those, three week out panic attacks or four week out panic attacks of like, this kid can't play this, and this is this, and do we cut this and do we, like, what do we worry on and what do we focus on and the show's not done. And, you know, it's been nice to teach without a time constraint. So that's like, all right, we're gonna focus on these skills and then whatever the goal is for ensemble, we're gonna work towards that goal but I don't feel pressure to be like, all right, we gotta go in and have this whole thing done for ensemble. And I feel like at least the band that I am the percussion director at, that's kind of the staff's mentality of it is like, we're, we're going towards this goal. Like our goal is, all right, let's put the first half of part one on the field for today. And we're gonna work towards that goal, but we're not gonna skip over any steps of like training the kids and teaching the kids just to meet that goal which is really nice. Whereas before it was like, all right, we got to do this and we got to get this done. And then you get to that and you're like, that's not good. And that's not good. And that's not good. And that's not good. And those things aren't good because these three steps before it haven't happened yet. Cause I ran out of time. Whereas now you're like, all right, those things might not be good, but the steps are there and they're taking place in the correct order
1: to make them happen. Okay. So like, Man, okay, so I've got a couple of things on that. So, like, if, so, like, philosophically here, if you say that you're, that um, we're approaching it more student-centered instead of, like, competition-centered, like, what, like, then why would, how can we say that the competition is for the benefit of the student? Like, is there... Is there a way that maybe the competition is also good? Like, is it an intrinsic motivator? You know what I mean?
0: Well, I, you know, the, the competition is an intrinsic, intrinsic motivator. And I don't necessarily think that we're, you know, like previous to this, I don't, I don't think we were necessarily teaching to like the competition aspect of it. I mean, that was just, that's like the self-imposed timeline of it, you know, like, yeah. Like just think of it as a student. Like if you know you have a test on Friday, you're going to learn the material like probably you're probably going to learn the material like half heartedly and not quite know all of it and that kind of stuff just to make sure you get by on the test. Yeah. Whereas like if you're just, you know, there's a lot of students where if it's just like just learn this, you know, they're not going to do that because they, you know, they're having too much fun on TikTok or whatever. But if you're like, all right, this test is whenever you get done with the material. You know, I think that just brings out a different way. Like the material will be learned more because you can take your time or learned better because you can take your time doing it. Okay. You know, and I don't think I don't think we could shift our whole educational philosophy. Philosophy. That's (laughs) what I'm looking for. Uh. In America, to that like learn at your own pace thing, yeah. But I definitely think, I definitely think, taking this year of marching band and doing that, you know, like, like a, a real big example is at my school, I teach more battery than I do front ensemble, um, and I've got a really small battery. I got one freshman on the battery, um, and we're marching all flat drums. No bass drums because we, we weren't able to recruit. We lost some students, that kind of stuff. And, and we said, let's teach the kids to really drum. So everyone's on a flat drum. Um, so we got a flam exercise working on, and the freshman is not at all ready to play flams. So instead of him playing flams, you know, the other thing that we're working on is like stick heights, playing downstrokes to be able to play like true accents, and taps. So as he's playing that, he's taking the flams out and playing the downstrokes and the accents and taps to focus on that while the older students are playing the flams over top of that. You know. So in a normal, in a normal season, you know, I don't know that we would have spent the time to do that. Just be, well, let's talk about like that kid, first of all, would not have been on a flat drum yeah and then like he would have he would he'd have been on the bass drum or or in the on a rack position and never learned to play flams yeah whereas now like now at the end of band camp he was adding the flams in
1: to the exercise so basically you can teach more to your own syllabus instead of you know whatever competition circuits uh, correct uh,
0: correct there's no like you know in a in a piece of in in like one of the show tunes you know you can have multiple different parts going on in a front ensemble or a battery and not worry about like all right well not all the marimbas are playing four mallets okay what judge is going to talk about that oh right we're not getting judged so right. it can be like all of the all of the goal orientation of marching band this year has to be about like program growth and individual student growth versus like, we're going to win this competition because also at the end of the day, there's only one winner.
1: (laughs) What, um, so have you seen a difference in how the students are rehearsing because, you know, without this like carrot in front of their nose, would you say that you've had to do extra driving with kids or like, are they pretty have you found some pretty consistent work ethics or? So I found pretty consistent work ethics. I will
0: say where it has hit the most is that we have had students quit because marching band's not the same without bringing home trophies or whatever, or, you know, whatever. And, and obviously we've lost some students and this is, I think for most of the programs that I'm involved with have lost students obviously because of the pandemic like some parents are just like, it's not safe to go out. So you're not doing marching band. Um, I think the bands that I've seen rehearse are doing it really, really smart. And, you know, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, But I think the biggest hit hasn't been work ethic of the kids that want to be there because the kids that want to be there would do whatever we, we ask them to. And I don't, I would imagine you have probably experienced the same thing, but it's, Losing the kids that didn't have that internal drive, they only had that external drive to win trophies. Have you kind of experienced that too with your programs?
1: Um, I, you know, yeah. So, thankfully, at uh, both programs, I've been there for quite a while, so I like already can engage the students and you know their work ethic. And I can say that at both of them, it's uh, you know, the ones that would normally be hard workers with a competition season are still pretty hard workers and then the ones who (laughs) the ones who are there for you know whatever reason uh, are still we still have here for for whatever whatever reason reason. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah it's like that is pretty cool to know that I work with kids who have like some real integrity um, and you know work ethic and to either that you know the the must be the water in the town or whatever but like it's good to to be there or good to, you know good to know that those kids have that and that they're willing to keep going for right I mean I think it's just I think it's refreshing to know that kids want to get better versus like just want to win trophies yeah yeah so well I you know and I've got at my at one of my schools I've got a because they are just like you know they're they're <laughs> they're great they you, you get on a water break and you can't not hear references about like you know how bad so and so and so says they want to be on the blue coats line or like like oh no this is super sweet i think i'm going to go audition for uh, you know this wgi line this this winter or whatever and, uh, like you know when i started at the school there was there was none of that None of that was taking place. And um mm-hmm. just like to see the, really the whole program's growth over that time to where even even when things are kind of dismal, they still like have bigger goals than just like BOA International. They like see a marching career for themselves, which is pretty sweet. You know, clearly these aren't the kids that aren't that are there for whatever reason. These are kids that are like pretty driven. Um uh and yeah, that's uh that's pretty cool to see that happening. I think like they still set the tone for everybody else in that ensemble and it's just like it's kind of you know for for even the school that we're both at still just kind of like another day another day in the neighborhood when it comes to rehearsal etiquette and like i actually yeah i will better at our shared school now (laughs) yeah i will say the school that we
0: both work at (laughs) it it feels no different really because it's it's like the kids just Quiet,
1: want to be good, and they're such. They're like a well-oiled machine. It's pretty. Oh strange. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah, what about you? What about your other school? Where? So, what are some differences that and things that you've had to come over, like obstacles you've had to overcome during the season? Um,
0: I will say that I've been really fortunate at at my main school that there haven't really been any obstacles to overcome. Um. You know, like I said a little bit ago, uh, we had a bunch of kids kind of bail, um, and a lot of that was the – well, some of that was the pandemic, and some of that was just they didn't – for whatever reason, you know, last year was my first year. They didn't enjoy the way I did things and didn't want to, you know, were not open to trying different things, Um, so they left the program. And I, you know, I'm super sad to see those kids go because they were all good kids. Um, but uh, it left us in a little bit smaller position. But I will say that I've had more fun teaching band this year than I have had in a really long time, just because I'm enjoying the kids that want to be there. The, the vibe is way more positive. Yeah. Um, it's all good. Like it you know, we talked about the school that we're both at being a well-oiled machine. And it's like, we're not well-oiled yet, but like the right oils going into the machine to get all the cogs working versus like, there's the one kid that's like got the stick and he's like just poking it in there. So nothing's actually going, (laughs) you know, we don't, we don't have anything like that, but I mean, we have, like I said, we have every kid on a flat drum in the battery. We have every kid up front is, we have a synth player. And then we have, every kid on keyboards yeah so every kid's like learning their scales every kid's learning how to hold four mallets every kid is is uh learning like music theory and chords and that kind of stuff and it's really refreshing to know that that is then going to trickle into like the concert band season however that's going to work um but that we're you, you know we're able to go and climb that like their previous knowledge you know and gaining on that is their biggest hurdle yeah what about your what about your other program um
1: uh well i'd say they are still there so they're still they're still doing a show the show is like um let's see here let me think i want i want to i want to answer this well um <laughs> um yeah okay so you know it's pretty much as you per usual um the, i'd say the rehearsal etiquette got better this year for sure oh that's awesome you know but we're still preparing for a show so it's still like a normal competition type um ensemble like instrumentation and they, yeah, you know, I'd say there's like a little bit less drive, but I think, you know, just because things are so wonky and they've missed so many of their like introduction camps over uh, over right. spring when things were just like canceled, you know, it wasn't just like show up with precautions, you know, everything shut down for this. So a lot of that training that takes place in May, April and, you know, whatever early year it just is clearly not showing up there because they they took that break um but that's okay that's okay and it's cool to to see that they are rehearsal the rehearsal etiquette's like increased so much that i know that they actually probably have a higher potential than they did you know if the if they were to be like more chatty and giggly throughout the whole rehearsal which is cool on occasion whatever but you know you got to (laughs) know there's a, there's a reason you've all gathered today and it's not to just laugh at each other. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty refreshing to be able to like talk for it. Like we'll blow, we'll blow an hour of rehearsal and nobody will interrupt or like, it'll just be like focused rehearsal. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. So it, it sounds like, it sounds like all
0: three of the programs, you know, the one that we both, both work at and then the one you're at and the one I'm at, sounds like they're, they're moving in the right direction, even though you know, the world's kind of put on hold with the competition and everything. Right. It'll be interesting. Have you heard anything? Um, And this was just the order that we got here in Ohio yesterday about, like, you know, I think halftime is going to be 10 minutes long instead of the normal 20 minutes. Okay. And stadium capacity can be, like, 15% of stadium capacity versus, you know, 100% or whatever. Um have you heard anything about how that's going to affect the band being able to go to football games or anything?
1: Yeah. I feel like it's been the same thing all, all like all year, like, okay, so what's the word? Don't know yet. (laughs) There's no plan, but we need you to be prepared. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, What's going to happen? Don't know. What, what do we prepare for? get prepared, like, and uh, so, and I still feel like it's the same way, though, like, yep, we have this now, but at any given moment, it could, we all just know it could come to a, come to a standstill, um, and I think that's just, like, the general attitude that I'm seeing, that I'm experiencing with all the football stuff, um, so far, I haven't heard really any, um, I think everybody's still in the planning stages, since it's such recent news, or, yeah, and, yeah, you?
0: Um, the band director and I were talking about it a little bit today, and I don't, I mean, I don't know. Th- that's the biggest question is I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, does the, band, does the band count as part of that 15%? Because yeah. it's like 15% or 1,500, whichever number is lower. Okay is the number and that's for like nfl mlb college like every every sports team can now have 15 percent or 1500 whichever is less but like does marching band count as part of that and it wasn't well spelled out so i think it's yeah i think it sounds like it's kind of a wait and see and from what i'm hearing is a lot of Like there's rules you have to follow, but it's also the discretion of the school district. So hopefully that will um, be determined sooner rather than later because football games start
1: next Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. Uh, So I know, okay, so I know I've got an answer for this, but have you seen a difference between how like outdoor sports have been – taking precautions versus how your band programs have been taking precautions? This is honestly, what's that? We allowed to talk about this? Yeah, we can talk about this, right? I mean,
0: well, honestly, it's different program to program. Like I've been, as I've seen, like, you know, either just driving through the highway or, or at schools or whatever, like some football teams are just business as usual and everything is normal and whatnot. And I will say that the school that I'm at, um, I have not seen all the football rehearsals, but the last couple, like we have the band practice field and the football practice field is literally right beside it. So when we're practicing, we're watching the football team also practice, which is a distraction sometimes for, you know, teenage kids. But um, they run, from what I've seen, they've been running their like warm-up drills and everything, like in staggered blocks, six feet apart from each other, you know. Obviously the contact drills, you know, those are, they're they're allowed to happen in Ohio now. So that you obviously can't have a contact sport and social distance, but in every instance that they can be, they are from what I've seen. And our school has mandated like kids have to wear a mask from the second they get out of the car to when they get to practice. Yeah, they have to wear it from when they get out of the car to when they get to practice and the coach tells them they can take it off
1: whoa your school where you teach does that yeah i honestly i just did not expect that Uh, yeah
0: they they've been like really strict they also love football so they're like anything we can do to make it happen and i think that from what i've experienced from what i've experienced and it's banned it's everything like Once you step out of the car, your mask is on your face until you are told you can take it off.
1: Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So my other program that it's like, they they won't go in the building without a mask, but at the same time, they'll like, they'll like walk like a herd of cattle just like, you know, kind of close together. I don't know. It seems like a lot less strict than the, they won't like all be huddled up maybe as much as they usually would be the only thing I've heard the coach talk about, or like say out loud, which I'm sure it just gets dismal if he's got to deal with it all day, but like if the kids were defiant or whatever, you know, I guess, you know, trying to get all those kids on the same wavelength with like how to wear basically what is like a new protocol, mm-hmm. um, try to make it all similar. It has to be exhausting uh, for like an, a sport like that. But um yeah not so much care like it's just or like maybe they just can't and do the, you know and still be productive but right like they'll still it's they're like sweating they're so close to each other they're probably dripping sweat on each other you know (laughs) like yeah
0: i mean that's that's unavoidable unfortunately but so you brought up a good point just a second ago where it's like all these new protocols and everything that we're having to do because of the pandemic and whatnot what has, what is your experience been at your programs in terms of getting the kids to buy into those? Do you, do you kind of see any
1: kickback or, you know, anything um, like that? I, no, no kid has been like, I refuse to wear my mask. I haven't, you know, usually I like monitor kids. I haven't had to tell a single kid to like put it, wear a mask or anything. Um, Usually if they take them off, I'm like, all right, I'll like time it. And they're usually pretty good about putting it back on on their own. Um, so far, kids, like maybe it's what their parents have told them or like maybe it's just their social cues. Uh, they're, they're pretty good about it. They're, they're yeah. So- I've,
0: I've had the exact same experience where it's like I, you know, I've had to tell the kids like, hey, you know, we're just wearing masks. We don't need them on. Or we don't need to take them off to like play our instruments because we're not putting air through anything so there's no reason not to have them on um the first couple days of camp like when i was working with uh the battery we were in a giant arc spread out six feet apart from each other and i made the kids step farther back to like pull their mask down and drink water just to be extra safe and like i think i had to say that two days and then just automatically anytime a kid wanted to take their their mask down to get a drink of water they just walked away from the, they walked like four or five steps back from the arc took a drink of water came back in started drumming again um and it's been like i've been a little bit more relaxed with that of just like hey if you need to take a drink of water just take a drink of water because i understand that we're all sweating our butts off uh with uh these new uh face accessories that we have on but i mean learning drill sometimes they'll pull them down and it's like i don't like it but i'll i'll give them like a rep or two to like if i can see that they're like struggling because of the heat because it's been it was hot here a couple days um over the last couple weeks it's like all right you get like a rep or two and then it's got then i'm gonna say something um and besides that it's not been an issue
1: that's cool. That yeah, we're both probably really fortunate about that to be able to work and like still feel like really all that all that can happen is like the best best possible precautions, you know? Absolutely. At least there are precautions as to where I feel like some places there are not. So have you had wind players blowing? Are that like what's uh, what's going on at your building? Um so everything takes place outside. We're not we're not
0: inside at all whatsoever. So if it like starts raining in the middle of a block, like we had a we had one rehearsal that was like nine to noon and it started raining at like 10 30. I was like, all right, pack everything up, wipe it down, and call your parents. Yeah. Um so like, you know, it's it's been that kind of thing, but nothing goes on inside. Um the wind players have been playing um you know I've been kind of secluded because the percussion has been rehearsing on the other side of campus, um, for right now. Other than going over for for drill and whatnot, and drill is usually like when they're moving and playing, masks are down, that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, because they're playing. Yeah. Um, but I think, in my experience, that has been a little more relaxed on that side of things, just because it's up down up down up down, whereas like for us just leave it up till you need to drink a water or a snack
1: or something right you know how about you how about your Uh, programs so i think like our shared program the kids have like split masks right so they can still like the masks like move with their jawline but if like i don't know i don't know if it's like how effective they are at this point with (laughs) massive holes in them but like I guess there has to be like semi-restricting anyway. And then that way, you know, I guess it like keeps, you know, good old wind player slobber from flying everywhere when they mouth <laughs> face up to their face. So, I mean, that's like cool that even that perc- they don't, the kids don't ever have to pull their masks down because they just like can put things in between it, I guess. And that still covers the nose, whatever. That's pretty cool. And then also at our shared program, the kids have t-shirts on in front of all their bells, which I th- which I was like, wow like just uh, you know definitely like a lot of thought has gone into it for sure that uh, i think the band mm-hmm. directors are killing it on that organization and then uh at my other program i don't think it's the same way like kids have have to keep distance where you know wear masks when they can but i see like fewer kids i've seen like a lot fewer kids keeping them on i guess because they feel like they're distanced enough on the field that they're and i the band directors have not communicated anything about like how how it should be enforced or anything so like you know there's that (laughs) yeah um but you know the pit the the precaution the pit has been pretty really good about it though for real i haven't i haven't had to say a word about it um so uh yeah we've hit everything on the list oh you have anything else um yeah i do uh
0: i would this is something i did the end of the first week and i've been trying to do um unfortunately i haven't been able to do uh the last couple of weeks at the end of the week or just every once in a while try to get the kids together to do like a run through of stuff yeah um because you know as we learned this past winter that our seasons can be taken from us whenever you know and marching band is marching band is moving forward and you know football and sports are moving forward and whatnot but at the end of the day it can go away at the blink blink of an eye so I would just encourage everybody to do like I called it a show and tell where the battery played for the front ensemble the front ensemble played for the battery or just like percussion ensemble to do like a run through of stuff or like small ensembles like just the front ensemble does a run or whatever to feel like a sense of finality just in case that is like the final moment that we get you know it's not going to be it's obviously not the end of marching band as we know it unless you know something really bad happens to the world (laughs) but i do i do think to give uh, the students and ourselves a sense of closure because I know the indoor season was very not unfulfilling but was just like dang <laughs> you yeah. know it didn't feel like it culminated well you know and and my school was super fortunate we had a rehearsal the next Monday in which case we like sewed together a transition and then like I recorded the show from in its fight in its Uh, entirety because we had literally just finished it but if we wouldn't have had a chance to do that we would have never had a run of the whole thing you know and I know there are a lot of programs that are in that that were in that boat this winter where they got together to do a run for a video or we're just like well what we did last time was it um so I just encourage everybody to like try to give yourself points of like, all right, we're going to do this, and it's going to feel complete. So that way, if the season ends, it feels like the journey was done, even if it wasn't as far as we
1: wanted to go. Yeah, okay, no, that's a good point. So um, is there anything from pandemic year that you plan on keeping with you as you move forward in future seasons? That idea, definitely. You know, I've talked
0: about this a lot with um, other people, and it's like trying to give ourselves points in the middle of a season to where we can feel good about things, you know, and like take in the moments that we have, you know, like record a run every once in a while, you know? Yeah, snap a picture with the kids after their first performance, because that's like, for some kids like that first football game will be their first performance. You know, they won't, they won't know what it is to do a competition. They'll, they'll only know what it is to like go on and hurry off in the 10 minute halftime, but that's still a memory for them. And I think we've got to get excited for our students um, in those memories and help them create those memories. So I think that's the biggest thing for me, especially for people that know me for a while, I can be a little grouchy in the middle of a season at times when things aren't, aren't, uh, aren't, uh, at a certain level of quality, but at the same time, like those kids are still striving really, really hard, you know? And I think taking time to acknowledge that, uh, is, is what I definitely plan on taking forward for myself. What
1: about you? Um, yeah, probably uh that's a good question i guess i this is not something i've thought about even though i did ask the question um what uh i'd say I'd probably i do like the the fact that we're capable of teaching things that aren't just like you know on a judges score sheet uh, mm-hmm. i'm like pretty excited by that fact and that i feel like i've been way more creative with exercises this year and like this is probably the first year no i'm not going to be absolute again. but this is this is definitely a year where i like there have been times where i like you know if i'm not the percussion director of the program which i'm not anymore right now uh so like i would walk into rehearsal and i'm like can i not touch show uh, music today like can i just just not hit it <laughs> like can i just do exercises? and i like really am craving like doing these exercises just to where i'm like Oh, I bet I can I bet we can like make it more difficult this way and cover this with the same thing or like um keep you know finding new ways to be creative, keeping them occupied, taking the same thing and flipping it around a million different ways uh and then like attacking one exercise with another exercise. I don't think I've ever used so many different sub exercises or like you know such I've never been so precise about like scaffolding techniques here um as I have I think this season. Yeah, so hopefully I would, I I would definitely take exercises more serious in the future, or like, I don't know, because also I I've heard a lot recently of band directors being like, just complaining that the percussion techs spend too much time on exercises. So like, you know, obviously there's a balance, but I think maybe I'll I'll uh, take them less for granted in the future anyway. There's never enough time for exercises, by yep. the way. <laughs> <laughs> kids yeah. got to play well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, usually I'm like, okay, I've got this competition coming coming in over my head like you got to got to hit the pavement on this on this show music whatever. Mm-hmm. It has to be learned, you know, and then kind of like teaching technique through the necessity of it in the show. But then like with the exercises, you could just like you're building puzzles for the kids. Um and it's it's like it's sweet to see that puzzle solved or like challenge you know and the the, like the initial the watch that learning phase as you've created for them um and as they get it that's that's just totally different than trying to apply it randomly to show showbook i think that's awesome if that makes sense, yeah
0: i'm i'm always a fan of like cleaning the showbook through through exercises yeah but i and i really like that like cleaning exercises with exercises
1: yeah yeah, it's pr- I mean, sometimes you got- One day somebody's watch. just going to do a show about
0: exercises. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody takes that idea, please know that we've just claimed copyright on it. And- <laughs> <laughs> right, Rights are here. They're here. You got to pay for it. So as we're, uh, as
0: we're getting ready to go back to school, Rob, is there anything that you uh, are kind of keeping in mind? I know um, you're a full-time elementary school teacher and whatnot, um, yeah. but I also know that you do some after-school stuff with the schools. So are there, is there anything that you're keeping in mind as we're getting ready to move forward, scheduling lessons, or just things that you're thinking about um, that could help people also
1: moving forward to get ready to go back to school? Uh, I feel like this year I've been really forced to think about things that kids can do at home without like classroom drums or like ways that they can be more involved with it. Like I, I know I explored so many different music websites and programs. Have you heard of Patatap? Did I say that right? Have I, sh- I haven't, have I shown this to you before? I don't think so. I've heard of something like that, but I don't think I've ever like dug into it. Yeah. So you, you just go to this website and then your keyboard, becomes a drum machine like uh it becomes like a massive dtx pad where you like you hit a key and it's got a different sound hit the space bar all the different sounds r- r- like interchange and like it's now it's a totally different instrument and then you like there's like a visual aspect to it and everything like even if you're not an elementary kid this is like a program that i'm like you yeah, i can kill time here <laughs> it's like great for like you know, being creative at home coming up with like sometimes you just like you just want to sit there and like press buttons and like see if you can create a beat from your keyboard and the sounds are like pretty pleasing it's pretty cool um yeah and i've really just explored different ways of in like facets of being creative getting kids to have instruments at home that they can be creative on cuz like kids aren't always going to have a piano they're not always going to have like a guitar or whatever at home but um especially not one that they can like really build their interest on and, you know or keyboard at home they don't always have a marimba at home but like mm-hmm. I know that I've used, you know, all like coming up with like sometimes I write like dumb beats, whatever, electronic beats through Ableton and um I'll use padded tap as inspiration. And I know that kids would be pretty fascinated with this as well. Um, kids all most kids have cell phones. A lot of kids have cell phones. If they don't have cell cell phones, they got iPads or like, you know, access to a computer. Um, and I think any anything you can do to make music and appreciate like appreciated music in general, not just like very click, four mallet holding, front ensemble playing music only. Like if you can make any way that you can make a bigger, more well-rounded musician out of a kid, you know, more powerful educator you are. Or, you know, it's good. (laughs) That's awesome, yeah, I really like that. I've
0: done, well, I just ordered a set of practice pads my high school to be able to like when we're in school be able to pull all the percussion out and like they get a stand and they get a pad and like hopefully all they have to do is like pick up the stand and have their sticks in their hands that they own like carry it out and then wipe down that little part of the stand and whatnot so that hopefully you know we're not having to disinfect everything like the entire thing every single day um and that kind of stuff. But I've also been doing a lot of research on, we're a, we're a one-to-one school, which I think a lot of the schools are down here, um, which is like the Google Chrome, like everyone gets a Chromebook. Um, so I've been trying to do some research on like, what are software notation programs and DAW programs that work on a Chromebook? And they're hard to come by, um, but I've been doing some research on that to just like you said, you know, Teach students, like if, if we go back into remote learning, like teach students how to write music, like write, write a simple melody. And then when we get back into school, you're going to perform it for each other or write a little like eight bar drum etude, you know, and you're going to play it for each other when you come back to school. Um, I think, yeah, I think like you, I'm really excited about different ways to get kids Excited about music education, not just here's your four mallets, or here's your two drumsticks, and eight on a hand, and eighth notes, and pull out stick control again for the 50th day in a row. Um, Not that those things aren't important, but I think this is a, I think we're going to be challenged to educate kids in a different way. And I'm kind of excited by what I've been learning about the online stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm li- like, looking back to, um, as we're, as we're, I'm going back to school right now, like I'm going through PD and they're talking about like how to have kids in the building. Like when we go back to school, like here are the precautions that we're going to take in my district instead of like going at it and then closing, they decided to start remote and then hopefully maybe open earlier. I don't know if things get, if they, you know, our County is doing okay with the health board and um, if the way, the way the kids come back, I'd be teaching music on a cart as to where otherwise right now virtually I get to take I get to take longer than each class period preparing a full lesson like cutting. I usually cut my videos and like edit them so that they're, they're at least moderately entertaining um, for the kids <laughs> to watch, you know, as opposed to like if I'm on a cart, I can't carry, you know, with my videos, usually I tell the kids how to make instruments at home. And so out of like household instruments. So I'd be like, today we're, we're doing a play along with our box, with our cardboard box that we've saved for quarantine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but, you know, now they come into school. I can't have instruments. The kids can't like share the instruments or I can't use the same set of instruments to pass along out to every kid. So, um, and there's no singing. Can't sing. Can't, like probably can't shout or anything. Uh, yeah, bring your cardboard box to school. That's, I was just about to say, it's probably, might have to resort <laughs> to like, all right kids i need everybody to have your own like empty ground coffee but you know like yeah <laughs> i keep one at my desk you know <laughs> yep <laughs> my, my phone. uh so keep bring these in every day so that we can do music class that might be my saving grace actually Fold put some rice in there you got a shaker yeah idi- idiophone i think <laughs> <laughs> I, I like had a farewell drive by at my school where uh, the kids had to got they got a chance at the end of the school year after we finished remote learning the kids parents drove them through the circle it's elementary kids we mostly saw like kindergartners pulling through here and they drove through the circle and all the teachers are like like 15 feet apart from each other wearing masks like <laughs> terrified to be like to be passing around the, the 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 coronavirus and the kids are driving by and this one kid he like, sh- he has this homemade shaker and he's like sh- like waving it out his window at me and he screams, idiophone. <laughs> he you know, hey, hello, like, good to see you. Have a great summer. Idiophone. He's like screaming this. <laughs> like, Patrick, oh, I'm going to bleep out his name. He's a kindergartner though. <laughs> 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 the, yeah, pretty much made my, made my school. It was pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the kids got, the kids that did their homework through remote learning, like, some of them really enjoyed the fact that they could do this stuff at home and then you know they, they were more creative for that reason they would like send back videos of things that they made in their free time so man dude yeah if only we could get that enthusiasm from pit kids <laughs> <That's> my <kindergartners>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just got to make them uh
0: make homemade idiophones <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like it would, there would be a less, less enthusiastic reception, for sure. <laughs> or on. there'd be an extra syllable yeah. in that word. <laughs> yeah. Come on, teenagers. Look, look up to these five-year-olds for <laughs> how to operate yourselves. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, I think we should do more follow-ups of doing COVID in the future, and I think we would love to have our listeners' put input here. Hit us up frontier ed at gmail.com uh frontier edu and instagram and um frontier facebook is that right is yes. that facebook? yep uh yeah head us up message us email us let us know what your program is doing we want to hear this we want to talk about it maybe you know how was you your band out? camp
0: like what'd you guys what you guys get done anybody can you know, what are some exercises that you did this year that
1: maybe you don't normally do is anybody having problems getting paid because they wrote something or like, is anybody losing, having a really struggling year because of coronavirus? Has anybody just not any, has the writing season been bad? Has anybody's band been totally canceled? Um, clearly hypoth- hypoth- I think about this way too much for the, the multiple possibilities here, but like, yeah, let us know what you're doing to, uh, so we can talk about this here in the future. That's all I got. See you next time. On the frontier.